Welcome to the wonderful world of wine. We are your hosts, Mark Lindsay and Kim Simone, exploring all things wine with you. You can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. Hello again, everybody, and thank you for joining Kim and I today. We're here every week to discuss all things wine with you. How are you, Kim? I'm doing great. Nothing I'd rather talk about than wine. Well, we're very excited today. Uh, Our listeners, if you've been listening for a while, this is our third year, and we're going to do our What to Serve with the Bird 2022 edition, Kim. Three years of this. I feel like it's been more. I know. It feels like we did more. I think it's been more. It can't be only three years. We've been doing this for a long time. The third official what to serve with the bird. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the whole show. No, the third official Thanksgiving Thanksgiving bird edition. And can you believe it's Thanksgiving? The best time of year for wine lovers and wine drinkers, (laughs) I feel. And And food lovers. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So we found an article that was in Food and Wine, and it was 24 show-stopping Thanksgiving turkey recipes. And we're going to put our what's a pair with it spin on it. And once again, Kim and I got the article. We haven't discussed it yet. I'm thinking, Kim, and I'm hoping we've been on the same page lately, that we could kind of group styles of turkey together. And I'm thinking, because there seem a lot of similarities, we group based on apple-related, spice-related, and salt-related. You think we're on the same page of, of covering the recipes? Or I think ha- we're on the same page for like part of it. So <laughs> I also wanted to group them together, yep. but what not in the group? way that you wanted to group them together. Okay. Well, tell me your grouping. <laughs> okay. So I broke my groupings down more into flavor and slightly like preparation. So like I wanted to put all the smoked turkeys together, all the basic turkeys together, all the spicy turkeys together, that kind of thing. Yeah. We're, we're and then we've got other, there, there was like a whole category based on like marinades and brines and flavors that were acid based, which is very common if you're marinating meat or if you're a brine and that's, that's salt based. But like there was a lot, there was some citrus and there was some mustard and there was some spicy stuff going on. There was one recipe that had sort of an Asian bent to it, like more like a Peking duck, but a Peking turkey. So yeah, that's kind of well, how I... How, how we're I on the same it. page with uh, spice. So I suppose, why, yeah. Why that's don't we true. do this? What? Why don't we start with spiced recipes we saw and talk pairing wine, and then maybe I'll go into my apple ones, and then we can pick and choose from there. I mean, we have the whole show. We're going to talk turkey and wines. So let's start with spice. Sounds great. Which recipes did you see for turkey that spice related? Because I had three main ones. I thought. So when you talk, when you say spice. Are you talking flavorful things or are you talking things with heat? Because you can talk about spice in a couple of different ways. Right. Just any general spice. So, yeah. So, not not just like spice, like spicy chilies, like we tend to think. Okay. But those are in there. Spiced as flavorful, maybe using a lot of herbs, maybe using spicy brine, things along those lines. Right. Correct. Okay. So, one of the ones that really jumped out at me. I don't know if this falls into your category of spice, but it was a take on a Mexican dish that's usually used for pork. But in this case, they were bringing it to their Thanksgiving turkey. Is this one in your group? What was it called? Is this the the, the uh, 
porchetta or chipotle or uh it was i have them by name so you know me <laughs> and i and i did not have them by names i had them by uh oh we're in trouble by, now. by categories uh-oh let's see i had porchetta spiced i had the porchetta in there too so it is the actually the citrus marinated turkey okay i like that one yeah I thought this looked really cool too. So this is a sort of a spin on cochinita pibil, which is a pork dish that uses citrus and annatto, which is made, um, annatto is from a, a seed that if you get some good cheeses that have that really bright orange color, if they're not artificially dyed cheeses, that color tends to come from annatto seed. So they use this an awful lot in cheese making, but it adds a little bit of kind of a bitter hint, but definitely an orange color. And this was... Um, a take on using that plus actual oranges as part of the marinade. So I was so intrigued by what is this recipe that I've never heard of before that I, I went and did a little digging. And apparently one of the wines that is recommended to go with the pork dish is a younger Tempranillo. So either a young Rioja, something from um, someplace in Spain and they actually grow a lot of uh, Tempranillo and make Tempranillo blends in central Mexico as well. So that could be an interesting and very different wine to go on your Thanksgiving table. Yeah, I like that. And citrus related turkey is big in my house because we oh. stuff ours with all sorts of citrus. Oh, do you? I do that with yeah. my, my roast chickens, but I've never done it with my turkey. Yeah, it kind of kills that gaminess, I think, of the turkey. So, But it leads to a lot of interesting wine pairings. You started with the red and, and Tempranillo. I went with uh, Valpolicella mm. from Italy. I feel like it has a little bit of earthiness, but the, the nice cherry fruit yep. goes well with citrus. And I think and we're on the same page with our wine recommendations because younger Tempranillos and Valpolicella, especially on the younger side, if they don't have any of that, you know, extra aging and extra processing like you get from an Amarone, tend to have a lot of, let's say, family resemblances yeah. <laughs> to the wines where you get that bright cherry fruit, nice maybe fruit. a little bit of oak, um, but more of a refreshing style of red wine, medium bodied and really, really excellent for food of all kinds. What about whites for the citrus? I was going all Sab Blanc just to play on yeah. bringing out that citrus notes. I was definitely thinking Sauvignon Blanc too. There was another one that I think probably would fall into your spice category. There was a, a mustard turkey yes. that was mentioned in this article that I was thinking would be excellent with like white Bordeaux, you know, a Sauvignon Blanc based wine, but maybe that has a little bit of more oomph and a little more body. But again, those citrus notes, I think would would be great with with a bird like this. Yeah. Now, the mustard one was interesting because it was mustard and rosemary turkey. So, you know, you could play on the spice mustard or you could play on the rosemary, right? So mm -hmm. white, again, I was thinking to play on the, the rosemary, I was thinking Sa Blanc. And to play on the rosemary for red, I was thinking Chianti. Mm -hmm. But then the mustard pot, I was thinking I want to kill a little of that with some sweetness. So I said either a Riesling or a Gewurz. Yeah. The rosemary part, honestly, is the easier part of that, uh, easier component of that recipe to match with wine. I do feel like mustard can be a little difficult sometimes because depending on how spicy it is, there can be that bracing nature to mustard, whether it's the the heat of it or whether it's just that it's so strong and so powerful. I, I It's the same thing with horseradish, right? I mean, they're right. related. So that, you know, there's that real 
kick and not just the that nose tingly thing that you get with mustard and horseradish and wasabi and all of those things, but they're very powerful. So sometimes a lighter wine will completely get lost, but then other times something heavier might just they'll they kind of like punch each other and and not necessarily balance each other out. So I, I do feel like mustard can be a difficult component when it comes to pairing. Yeah. And for red, I, I made a note for the red with mustard that I wanted a cab, but from Lodi because I seem to get some sort of smoky note all the time on Lodi cab for me lately. And I figured that smokiness with the mustard would have paired well. Interesting. So just a kind of a geeky thing for me with cab from a certain region. And you could also, you know, take that one step further. And if you wanted a Cabernet that had a little bit of those herbal notes to it, you could jump down to Australia yeah, and do something good, with that you right. know, minty eucalyptus yeah, sort a of one. a characteristic. So if you wanted to stick to Cab or Shiraz or something that was a little heavier, a little fruitier, but then also had those herbal notes to it, Australia is my place to go for that rosemary, mint, eucalyptus kind of the character. So that would probably also be great. I like that. I like that one. <laughs> now, and now put- to the porchetta. Oh, there you go. That's right. Wow. We're on the same page today. It must be Thanksgiving. Yeah. This is how Italians do Thanksgiving, right? (laughs) Yeah. And porchetta in in our area is very popular with the Italian uh, population here in town. So, um, but it did say porchetta with spice and the spice was really the fennel, right? So again, do we play on the sweet? Do we play on the spice? Do we play on the, the pork? Or what What do you mm-hmm. think is key on this dish? So I think it's kind of a combination, but I would land on the fennel. So, oh, wow. You know, we're on, wow. We're, the, we're so on the same Yeah. So same that, page, I mean, so. fennel seeds, I feel like make sausage tastes like sausage. There's something about different herbs and spices in different types of sausages that really create the character of the sausage. You know, you think of breakfast sausages and you think of sage, you think of Italian sausages, you think of fennel, like it has to be there or else it's not an Italian sausage. And we have a tradition in in my family that when my father makes the stuffing for the bird, he will often make a stuffing that has Italian sausage and a bunch of other things. (laughs) <laughs> so right. this one kind of hit kind of close to home because those are flavors that I am used to having in my Thanksgiving meal because we ha- we have sausage stuffing. So, and we always use Italian sausage because, of course, we use Italian sausage in our stuffing. So that fennel note is kind of always there. And I was leaning towards making this an entire sort of Italian affair and going with an Italian white wine that also reflects those spicy herbal notes. So I was going with something like a Vermentino that would have some of those herbal notes. But honestly, there's a lot of really great white wine from central Italy that I I would be perfectly happy drinking with anything like this. And in fact, it is what I am drinking for my white for Thanksgiving this year. I'm doing a... um, a pecorino with nice. my uh, with Different. my bird. Yeah, and the, the key I think with the fennel with the wine is less acid, a little bit more body. So for whites, I was thinking like a Pinot Blanc, something mm. Alsatian maybe, or mm. a Pinot Gris from Oregon. More body, more fruit. Yeah, um, an Oregon Pinot Gris would be great with that because they do also sometimes have those herbal notes that would be reflected in the dish. So I, I think that that would be great. But the red, I stayed Italian. I went with Dolcetto because I think the low nice. acid red, medium body and nice fruit would work. I love Dolcetto. I am such a fan of Dolcetto and Barbera. You could even do it like a, a lighter, kind of more bracing Barbera, like a Barbera from Asti. 
would probably work really well with this too. Yeah, we're hungry. Is everybody hungry so far out there? <laughs> have you I eaten? Mean, have you eaten we're, yet? <laughs> we're giving you all sorts of ideas for Thanksgiving and all sorts of wine ideas today. So sticking with the spice theme, what's next, Kim? Because I had two more in spiced that they listed. Yes. So I had the there was an ancho chili roast turkey. Which yes. would firmly fall into the spice category. So not only did this one highlight using ancho chilies, which can be fairly spicy, but also garlic and scallions. So you get that punch of garlic and you get that punch of the oniony scallion. So a lot of these recipes called for making like an herbed butter or yeah, there were like six recipes <laughs> that that had, you know, you're making an herb butter and then you're like rubbing it all over the bird or you're coating something in the butter and then you're laying that over the bird in order to keep it kind of moist and flavorful as you're baking it. So it was very interesting that I, I kind of saw a whole bunch of cooking trends for the Thanksgiving Day turkey just in this one article with with all of these different flavors, but new ways to cook a turkey. And I would never have thought like, oh, put butter on a piece of material and then drape it over your turkey and uh, cook it that way. So, hey, you know, just like wine, cooking is always changing as well. So this was a chill. It's a chili with scallion. So it's a little milder than onion, right? But a little spice, yeah. a little. But it's still got plenty of garlic in there, too. So. So what was your pairings? So this one, I was firmly in my Riesling category. For this wine, because wow, I really yeah. do like Riesling with any of those Mexican, Central American chili spice, kind, of, spice, kind right? of spices. Yeah. And we yeah. eat a lot of chilies in my house. So <laughs> if it's not going with beer, it's generally going with Riesling. What about for reds? Because I had, exactly I had Riesling and I had Pinot Grigio just because Pinot Grigio, just because very basic flavor, but just a little, you know, uh, to kill the heat a little bit. Just with yeah. Water, I, basically. Yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like red is a little bit harder with spicy things, but I've been leaning towards how you tend to pair your red wines with spicy foods and going with something like a Shiraz that would have some of those spice notes to them. But it's a little bit harder because there's less of a chili spice that you can find in red wine. There's right. not a whole lot of ancho and poblano and chipotle, like those kinds of spice notes in wines. So I would lean towards my, Shiraz is sort of my safe bet when it comes to reds for this kind of spice, as long as the alcohol is not too high. And that tends to be the killer for me, is if it's too high in alcohol, all I will get is burn. So it has to be a little bit on the lighter side as far as the alcohol goes and just have a good balance to it. I stayed very light. I went yeah. Pinot Noir or Chianti, just very light body red with some acid. You don't think um, the Chianti would be safe. too tart with this? You know, I just think I wanted something lighter body. I love the spice on the spice with uh, Shiraz and a little bit more body, but I'm thinking I wanted to stay light. Okay. I don't know. That's just... Just me. I'm so not what a did big you, What did you think guy, about? There so. was also there was also a spice rubbed turkey, but the spices were not like spicy spices. Right. It was more like sage and paprika and black pepper and like those kind of things. I don't know that I would call that spicy. That kind of fell more into the uh, category for me of traditional 
roast turkeys. Yeah. And I still, I wanted to play on the spice because I figured you did want to bring that out a little bit. Yeah. White, I was thinking Gavroche for me to, in red, I definitely wanted something low tannin, maybe a little lighter body. I was thinking Scavia from uh, Italy, Alto Latige region, something light. It does have a little spice to it. Yeah. But lighter body. So yeah. what did you say? So my traditional red for a, a bird per- made this way is definitely Pinot Noir. So, I mean, my my two go-tos, whether regardless really of, of how you're preparing your bird, but I, I usually feel like to be on the safe side, either go Riesling, either a dry Riesling or a just slightly off dry. Off dry is good. Off dry works very well. Or Pinot, really from from anywhere because it's so amenable, I feel like, to so many different flavors and textures and weights. Uh, and then, of course, there's there's bubbly, which I'm going to talk about later. So for spice, I had one more. Did you have any others in the... I had the Asian one. The Asian... There was a soy honey turkey. Soy, yep. So soy, let me find that in my soy. They had soy sauce honey glazed. Mm-hmm. And it has ginger in it. So I think that that qualifies it for spicy. And, what and you know, it's your... funny because this is something that I do with my bird. So I will put honey in the base for mine because it cooks up so nice and brown and it just gives this really nice sheen to the bird as you are basting it with that you know broth or or wine or just the drippings um, and and some butter and some honey and it just gets really nice and brown and crispy and I love that. So in the wine pairing you're going to play on the honey or you're going to play on the soy sauce? I'm going to play on the honey and the ginger actually. So that's why I'm going to stick with Riesling on this one for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking Riesling, but I like the idea of a late harvest Riesling to bring out that honey Ooh. note. Something, so something really, definitely on the sweeter side. Yeah. More honey. Bring out that sweetness. Bring out the honey. Or, or you could go just, I, for some reason, I put down Suave just because lately I've had some that made me think of that little honey note, maybe. What about for reds? You need was- acid in the red? Um, acid, but I also think you need a lot of fruit. So I was leaning a little more towards Zinfandels that had fruit, but not a lot of alcohol for me. Wow, for that's this nice. one. Yeah, yeah, more body. I was thinking more light body reds. Yeah, red. yeah, a lighter, mm. a lighter one. And and yeah. I've actually tasted um, a number of Zins lately that don't have that big brambly, jammy, high alcohol, high octane character, you know, a little bit of a lighter touch, a little lighter hand with the alcohol and amazing food wines. Now, I thought there was one more I thought really was in the spice category was paprika glaze Mm. with pumpkin seed bread. Yeah, this is another one that's like, that's very New England or very New World kind of flavors here. And that's where I went with the Tempranillo that you said. Mm-hmm. What did you put that with? The I did it with the um the citrus the the Mexican citrus one. Mexican one, yeah. So yeah. this is where I was thinking Tempranillo or even an Amarone for red and for white. I was thinking I went Italian again. I was saying a Bologna from Lazio. Ooh, Bologna is good. Different. So you wanted a white with a little bit more weight to it. Yeah, a little bit more body. That, that but what did you pick for white for paprika glazed? I didn't really have one. I don't know. I kind of glazed over this one. <laughs> I didn't do a pairing for this one. What, what but I really like the Tempranillo you. idea for this one. Yeah. The red, yeah. the Tempranillo. Yeah. And the nice thing about paprika is that it's flavorful and it can be powerful, but it doesn't necessarily have to be spicy unless you get hot paprika. So it's, it serves a lot of different purposes and very flavorful. So I think that that, I actually think this would make a really great turkey. My husband loves paprika. Paprika. 
You're listening to The Wonderful World of Wine, and we are your hosts, Mark and Kim. You can find more information about Mark on his website, franklinlickers.com, and more about myself and my classes at commonwealthwineschool.com. And as always, you can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine and past episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. Welcome back to our Thanksgiving show. What to serve with the bird. Yeah, what to serve with classic. the bird. So we have already delved into this wonderful article from Food and Wine about a variety of different ways to prepare your Thanksgiving turkey, whether you want to go very traditional and very plain, or if you want to spice it up or brine it up or glaze it up or smoke it up or all sorts of things that you can do with a Thanksgiving turkey. So I thought this article was really nice because it kind of had something for everyone. You just want to do a basic roast turkey. It gives you great instructions on how to do that. And if you want to be a little experimental and try some new things out on your relatives this year, gave you the opportunity for that as well. So we've already talked about citrus turkeys and spiced turkeys and things to do with to pair with a turkey that might have kind of a mustard glaze or, you know, lots of spices like paprika and rosemary and fennel and things like that. So now I wanted to talk about what are you going to do if you have a smoked turkey? And they didn't mention a deep fried turkey in this article, but I think a deep fried turkey would kind of fall into this category as well. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because we've been talking basically roasted turkeys, but now you're talking smoked and then there's deep fried. So I wonder if that trend has passed us by. Maybe the deep fried turkey thing isn't a thing anymore. Well, and it definitely would affect what you pair with it because that the way you prepare or cook it is going to to affect the wine, right? right. So- and you can't really do anything but the most basic anything with a deep fried turkey. I mean, you can't coat that in spices because those will burn and you can't stuff it with stuffing because obviously you can't stuff a turkey and then deep fry it. So I don't know, the, the deep fried kind of falls in between the smokiness, I think, and just your really basic turkey. But I have to say it is delicious when you deep fry a bird. Yeah, I'm too chicken to try that. Oh, so, so good. And I'm a big fan of crispy skin. So, so I'm a convert to the deep fried turkey. That I agree with. Yes. But anyway, so there were a number of recipes for turkeys that incorporated some sort of smoke element into their recipe. So I think that one of the most wonderful things that you could pair with a smoky flavored turkey would be rosé. And we haven't talked about rosé yet with that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Good. I like rosé because it's kind of the best of both worlds for me. You get the light bodied nature of a white wine, but you get a lot of the red fruitiness that you get from a red wine. And I I particularly appreciate that on Thanksgiving because all of the things that are on the table, sometimes it's hard to find a wine that will unite them all. But I feel like rosé does a very good job of doing that because you can have all of these different elements all within one glass. And it's really nice to be able to incorporate sort of berry flavors, but also earthy flavors, but also citrusy flavors all in one glass. So I am going to go with rosé for slightly smoky Thanksgiving Day turkey. It's a great tip. And for our listeners, for buying tips of you going to someone's house for Thanksgiving, rosé is always safe. I always say the best yeah. leftover turkey sandwich pairing is a rosé. <laughs> Pinot Noir, you're going to see that promoted everywhere because mostly the sides work with Pinot Noir. We're talking today 
the main bird dish, but sides, Pinot Noir, you're safe. And Kim mentioned sparkling, which she's going to talk more, but you're always safe with the sparkling uh, selections too for turkey pairing. Yeah. So when and you I would think say- it is helpful to bring up like what's a safe pairing. You're right. You know, if you're going to someone's house for Thanksgiving and you want to bring a bottle of wine, you don't want your bottle to mess up the dinner, honestly. So having those safe bottles to bring, I think, can be very valuable for people. So our safe bottles, or at least my safe bottles, are rosé or something sparkling. You know, it doesn't have to be champagne. It can be Prosecco, anything, obviously. I mean, honestly, bubbles bubbles make the day on any day. Or rosé or that Pinot Noir that you just mentioned. I think Pinot is always a really great choice for Thanksgiving. And the best smoked one I thought they listed was a Chipotle butter mm-hmm. turkey. And you're talking a, a spicy smoke, right? Spicy smoked chili, garlic, creamy butter. You could play on so many things on something like that. But for the smoke, yeah. and you mentioned sparkling, I had down, I would love Lambrusco with this dish. Mm. The smokiness, the the spice, even the butter, I think works well with the fully spumante Lambrusco. Very underrated. I mean, I'm a big fan of rosé with garlic. So I think that's one of the reasons why I leaned toward the rosé with this one, because there's like roasted garlic in the recipe. But I think Lambrusco could be really nice, too. And that's a style of wine that really doesn't get a lot of love, but is born to be paired with savory foods. And going back to our um, our porchetta turkey, Lambrusco would be amazing with that. Yeah, yeah. Lambrusco is so underrated in, in the wine world for food pairing. If people haven't had it in a while, you know, really seek it out. It's not that Rionidi. It's it's fully sparkling and it's just a beautiful wine for food. Now, you, you mentioned earlier, Kim, sparkling. And you said you're going to talk about it later. What particular turkey did you feel needed the sparkling? Was it the uh, the salty turkeys? So there were a couple of categories here that I felt would benefit from some sparkling wine. So there were a number of turkeys that were either like salt rubbed. So instead of doing a brine, which is what I do, I brine my bird. There were a couple where they were rubbed with salt like the day before to not only infuse the turkey with that nice little bit of saltiness, but also to dry it out a little bit so that you would have a nice crispy skin once you actually roasted it. But there were other brined recipes. And there were also a few recipes that used like a a marinade of sorts that would introduce some acidity into the dish. And those were the ones that I felt would benefit the best from some sparkling wine, because most of what we have for bubbles will highlight bright acidity. So like there was one that was a, a brined recipe, but also used apples. And I feel like a lot of champagnes in particular have a lot of like apple skin notes to them. Like they're very fall to me. <laughs> a right. lot of those like aromas of when you walk through an apple orchard, I find that in a lot of bottles of champagne. But there was also one that I think actually incorporated cider or maybe yes yeah. yes cider yeah, glazed cider turkey. Glazed turkey so there yeah. was a, a cidery recipe so again that's one that i felt would benefit from if you're not actually drinking cider with your bird but with sparkling wine which often will have those sort of cidery notes to them and there was another one that was a, a vinegar like a a, um, a cider vinegar, yeah, vinegar marinade yeah. yeah so that was brine. the one that really stood out to me as something that could benefit from some sparkling wine so pop open a nice bottle of prosecco or good bottle of cremant from france or you know or some champagne if you're feeling particularly festive because 
any of those would go great with uh, with the bird. So the high acid in the sparkling for salt related, they had salt crusted, they had salt and pepper turkey. Mm-hmm. And then you also playing that on apple. There was apple brine turkey. There was cider glazed turkey. So playing yep, the all apple of those. on all of that and the acidity plays yep. on all that. Yep. And I feel like with the salt too, like when you have acid and salt together, it's like a salt and vinegar potato chip. Like it's perfect. So just, you know, continue to play off of those kind of mix and match. So, you know, you want to think about it like, do we have some sweet? Do we have some salty? Do we have some bitter? Do we have some sour? Do we have some savory? Do we have all those things together? And when you have each of those components covered, that's when you're going to have a really nice balanced bite of food. There was one I had to ask you with since you're studying a lot of beer lately. There was roasted beer brine turkey. And I was curious what you, because uh, I had a whole theory, what I thought about this, what you would do, what you would want to bring out in that. Would you want to bring out the beer flavors or do you want to comp, you know, how do would yeah. you prepare on that? I was kind of on the fence with the beer turkey, honestly, but at least they were talking about a, like a lighter, like a, a golden ale. I thought there were like a couple of, of beer. Well, they also had onion gravy. Oh, and bacon. okay. So that one bacon was for a darker well. beer. Yeah. The onion with onion gravy and bacon. And honestly, I feel like onion gravy and bacon are probably going to overpower the beer if you use a lighter beer. So you would need to use something a little heavier on this. I don't know. I'm not sold on this one. <laughs> there was another one that did like a um, more of a golden ale, which I thought would be a nicer pairing with the bird. But I suppose if you are focusing more on your dark meat, then a darker beer would uh, would be fine. What about for pairing for wine with something that has beer glaze? I would have beer with it. Really? <laughs> I guess. It's a would. wine show. Now, now I know. Totally, come on. You have to come up with something. Get, you know, I was thinking you would hit this right away, thinking sparkling, bringing the yeastiness or the toastiness of a sparkling to bring out the notes of the beer. What, but only what, if you have a yeasty beer. Yeah. So the beer yeah. style definitely would affect yeah, I think so. Yeah, like you were saying. Or yeah. you could play on the bacon. Bring well, yeah, play on the bacon. So we'd pro- I would probably go back head. to something, you know, Shiraz-ish or Grenache-based in something that has some of those funkier, meatier notes to them and play off of the bacon. Yeah, I like that. I like like yeah. that gamey style red wine, something mm-hmm. to bring it out. And you, you mentioned early on in the show, one I thought was really interesting was bourbon glazed with pearl onion gravy turkey. What did you think I was intrigued by of? this one. And don't say you're going to drink bourbon with I'm this. not going to drink bourbon. Okay. Nope. My idea for this one was play off the barrel. Play off the, you know, the, the, the flavors of the barrel that you get in the bourbon. So the spice and the vanilla and put it with a Chardonnay on the oakier side so that you can play up those notes. See, we're on the same page. But of course we know, are. For me, the classic with, is something that kind of trended and now it's dead. But bourbon barrel wines, there are red bourbon barrel wines and there are white bourbon barrel wines. And that exactly to your point, play on the barrel, play on the bourbon barrel and you will be surprised pairing those wines with this, I think mm-hmm. it would be a perfect pairing. And also those wines have generally have a significant feeling of sweetness to them. And with this particular recipe, 
there's also i think that was like there was something else in like the glaze i feel like honey or brown sugar or something like that like something else that would be at play that you would need to deal with so i I feel like anything on the wine side that is incorporating those barrelly spice notes would continue to work well here whether it being a red or a white so yep we were absolutely on the same page here i would just be concerned that one of those bourbon barrel aged reds would be a little too heady you know a little too boozy maybe but higher higher alcohol higher alcohol but maybe it needs it with something like this that has significant flavor that is being basted onto the the bird over and over and over again as it roasts i think we covered all the different style ones. Do you want to talk, you mentioned briefly, just the classic, a lot of our listeners are probably saying, well, I'm not that adventurous, or I just like a plain mm-hmm. roasted plain, the turkey, plain the bird. classic turkey, right? Yep. So best pairing for just a roasted turkey, classic turkey. I red go and Riesling white. for white and Pinot Noir for red. There you go. The yep. classics. And, yep. and that's what you'll see marketed, like we said, with the rosé and the sparkling, the Pinot Noir, on Oak Chardonnays, Rieslings. Those are a big yep. uh, this time of year. Zinfandels, I think, still yep. get, a, get a the, little bit of love for yep. the Thanksgiving bird. It was always the classic traditional pairings. But the, it, like we were saying with all these different variations, depending on what you do with it, what you're adding to it, and you can play on that wine pairing and have fun with it. And you guests can have fun. And then we had the safe bets when you're going somewhere. Pinot, rosé, sparkling. So any, any other uh, bird tips, Kim, or wine tips for Thanksgiving this year? You said you're having Vermentino? Um, pecorino. Oh, pecorino. That's pecorino. right. Pecorino. And I don't know what we're doing for a red yet, but we discovered a really fantastic cidery when we were in the Finger Lakes of New York. So we are going to have a bottle of their sparkling cider as well at the table. Nice. And that was the Pecorino from uh, Abruzzi or Marque? Where, where's it from? Um, I think it's Marque. Yes. And it's got a nice like nice fruitiness, but still rich enough to stand up to slightly heavier foods and and is a favorite. So that's that one of the, where we're the going. Uh, classes I did this year. You know, anything but Pinot Grigio class, right? I explored yes. all these different white Italian white wines that nobody really likes exploring that are just beautiful wines. And like you said, Pecorino, Vermentino, and people just don't know them. And salespeople will push them say, oh, these are great wines, but you, they're hard to sell, but people should try them. Anything else, Kim? I think that about does it. And But I think that one of the things that we hopefully have passed along to our listeners today is that there are very few bad decisions <laughs> when it comes to what to serve with the Thanksgiving turkey. You know, there are maybe slightly better pairings. But if you are enjoying the food and enjoying the company and enjoying the wine, it's all going to be good. Yeah. And uh, once again, Kim, that thankful we got through another year of the show and always fun. And I hope our listeners enjoy and have a very good Thanksgiving and with your family and friends. And uh, we'll do it all again next year, hopefully. That's right. Hopefully. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to us today on The Wonderful World of Wine. We've been your hosts, Kim Simone and Mark Lindsay. You can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. As always, you can leave us your questions and comments. And our past episodes can be found on SoundCloud and iTunes. Cheers. Wine, wine, wine.